This week, we're finishing up thinking about developmental and spiritual stages as we consider what facilitating independence for our children looks like. We've been following a basic framework established by a Reformed church out of Greenville called Parenting by Design. And the ultimate goal of this framework is to raise up a generation of people who are so taken with who God is and what he's done in their life that they're willing to turn around and lay down their life for others. Some basic characteristics that we focused on and want to develop in our children are genuine humility, the ability to submit to authority, the ability to value others, and confidence in who God is. These are the things that we want to hope for, pray for, and mostly train towards. So let's consider what characterizes this last stage of parenting. We live in a culture that is not trying to facilitate independence, but tends to prolong dependence or adolescence while promoting arrogance and entitlement. It's better to parent our children now than to have to reparent them as adults. We want to launch from our home a generation that is mature and equipped to engage the world on its terms but transform it by the power of the Holy Spirit. This requires you to be secure in who you are. As Proverbs says, we need to be able to love discipline and correction in order to get knowledge. And this comes with a handful of obstacles for us as parents, because we need to be aware of what's in our own hearts in order to be able to lead well. We have to reflect on what we are experiencing and the conflicts that we see in order to have a clear perspective on fears, anxieties, weaknesses, and blind spots. And this is where community becomes essential. It's not a blind spot if you can see it. So let's look at this further by turning to Ephesians 4, and I'm going to read verses 14 through 16. These verses are not specifically talking about parenting, but they are talking about us becoming a mature body of Christ and mature believers. So Ephesians 4 says that we may no longer be infants tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we're going to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. There's a couple don'ts that we immediately notice as you look at those verses. We are not to be tricked or deceived like infants. Think about an infant for a second. When you hold it up, it's very vulnerable. It has no control over its body. Secondly, we are not to be influenced by untruth. So, Conversely, as mature believers, we have to be able to identify truth and be able to identify those that are attempting to lead us away from the truth. By this, we need to also be speaking the truth. And we need to be coming up under Christ's headship. We can be unified as a body, growing by people doing what they are gifted to do. Maturity as a group of believers, is those that know themselves and that contribute in the way that they're made. They love one another and they speak truth to one another. 
if this is the goal for God's people, I believe that this should be the goal for us as parents as well. Three things that you can think about in this season. First, you want to help your teens discover the truth about themselves. Get clear on who God has made them and what strengths they have. They need to understand what their contribution is to the body. If someone thinks that they're a hand but they're really a kidney, that might be a problem. Their gifts have to make room for their calling. And this can come with an increased self-awareness. So there's a lot of tools that you can use to help your children be more self-aware. I suggest you guys taking some of these tools, you filling it out for them, and them filling it out for them, and then you guys compare. You look at what they think their strengths are and what you perceive their strengths are. And you can talk about where things might be appearing different or feeling different than what you're experiencing of them. You can use spiritual gifts inventories. Those are a lot, there's a lot of free versions of that online. Um, but you can also use tools like Strength Finder 2.0. It's now called Cliff Strengths. Um, it's not necessarily a spiritual tool, but it does provide us an assessed um, look at their strengths as a person. And we need to be able to analyze and figure out who God made us to be. And then once we've done that and we have some awareness, we can test that theory out. We need to put our strengths in play and manage our weaknesses in doing. So that can be serving, leading, working, playing on a team, volunteering at church. But your teens need an opportunity to practice this and to fail while they're still in our homes. It's how we can process out and help them problem solve through, okay, how did that go wrong? What was not comfortable about that? What was hard about that for you? And then we can help them figure out what they can do to capitalize their strengths and then to mitigate their weaknesses because we all have them. Secondly, we need our children and our teens to have a theology and a language to talk about some very critical issues. First off, we need them to know how to think about sex. They need to be able to filter what the culture will tell them. And then we need to help them understand how to steward sexuality in God-honoring ways. Secondly, we need to help them understand how to think about gender. That is an issue that will continue to be more important as we progress in our cultural moment. And third, we need them to be able to think about work. You can't be independent if you can't work at hard things. It's a conversation we're constantly having in my home. Doing hard things is hard, but it's not bad for you. It's good for you, and it's good for you to learn how to persevere through hard things. Our young people need to have the opportunity to fail so that they can learn not only from their success, but from their failures. Young people have to take responsibility in this stage for their own life and be able to come to terms with where they're strong, but also where they're weak. They need real-time feedback on that while they're in our homes. So something to think about as parents is we can't keep bailing our kids out. If we have a high school student and we're still reminding them of all their deadlines for their schoolwork, they're not carrying the weight of that. We are. And they will fail when they leave our home. 
because our kids are going to think they're more powerful than they really are. And mainly because we're propping them up. We're carrying the weight for them, but they have a perception that they are carrying the weight. And what can happen out of this season is that they start to fight against authority or they complain about the authority in their lives, their college professors um, or their resident hall assistant, because no one in their life has yet held them accountable to higher standards. All right, this is the last week that we're going to focus on this framework. Next week, our topic is going to focus on um, the temperament that we are naturally wired with um, and parenting the strong-willed child.